This is Without Compromise, a show that explores what happens when you won't settle for anything less than your crazy ideas. We'll talk to athletes, founders, adventurers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds about living without compromise. I'm your host, Mason Gravely. Welcome to the show. We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations, to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. Athletic Brewing Community, welcome to Without Compromise. I'm actually recording this inside our our beer van, our, our support van for our coast-to-coast bike relay. If you don't know, two weeks ago, we left the Connecticut brewery on bicycle to uh, to bike to our new brewery in San Diego. So we're about two weeks into the trip. We have teammates of Athletic, uh, just employees and ambassadors, doing like 300-mile segments. So everybody who's doing the ride is in charge of completing their segment. And so we've got a support vehicle. We're taking one rider at a time. And right now I'm actually recording this, uh, editing this, all on a stack of beer in the back of the van um, because we're in the middle of Iowa and uh, the show's coming out tomorrow. So I was able to pull Chris Bailey, who is the current writer, was able to pull him away for like half an hour, just do a quick interview. He was he had just got done with 121 miles today, so he was just so exhausted. So I appreciate his time. Um, but yeah, crazy, uh, crazy adventure so far. We faced hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, trees have fallen in our path. It's been power lines on the ground. It's been flooding to, to weather. It's been just crazy. People are, I mean, it's just a wild, wild adventure and, uh, we're only a third of the way through it. But today we crossed the Mississippi. We hit a thousand miles, so we're making it happening. And Chris, like I said, was gracious enough to give us a little time. Uh, but you're going to hear more about what he does. He, he works with Athletic, um, with the sports marketing. He runs his own company, works with us, and uh, just is a, just been an awesome component to what Athletic is doing, getting our name out there to all these athletes. And he, you, you can tell he's always thinking about sports marketing. He loves sports and uh, was, he was really just born for this. He's great at what he does and loves talking about it. So we quickly go from the ride into the conversation around sports marketing and what that what it what a kind of what it, what it's been like for him to join Athletic and to do all that and what he thinks thinks the future holds with uh, COVID and everything going on. So thanks again, Chris, for joining. Thank you for listening. And if we're coming to a town near you, you know, let us know. We're pretty much making a straight shot from iowa to to san diego so if you're anywhere around there um reach out maybe we can see each other at a safe distance of course but we're down to meet up with you make something happen because this is adventure this is what it is this is athletic brewing and this is without compromise hey folks kind of a unique episode where we're talking to someone kind of behind the scenes chris bailey and uh, you, you may or may not have interacted with him if you're a, a fan of Athletic, but he's here today. He's on the ride, the cross-country ride, and he just finished the longest day of the route so far, 121 and a half miles. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mason. Yeah. Excited to be here. <laughs> o- honored to be here, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. honored. Okay, well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is a big deal. I can't believe I made the cut. Oh, well, you're here. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> It was you or Nick? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, Nick would have been a good guest too. So, man, um, you are two days into a three-day segment of the ride. How does it feel? You've done a hundred. What'd you do the first day? A hundred and 
Are we counting the four miles that we had to do to yeah, backtrack around definitely. the construction, the down trees, the upraised <laughs> bridge? I mean, as a novice biker, I'm counting every inch you're going to give me. So yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm counting those. <laughs> so what are you up to? Well, I think that was 104. And then today was 121 and a half. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, yeah. so 226 and a half or so. And out of... 326 ish 320 right. yeah so you've got a long segment and yeah you you uh gosh you hit the ground running yesterday we had such a time trying to get through if you don't know we ran into the hurricane weather leaving the east coast and then we got hit with this it's like tornado weather but it wasn't right. a tornado it was this front that just blew in and uh all the down trees and everything so 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 what has it been like so far compared to maybe what you thought it would be like pretty similar or different well again i i'm sure the people some of the people listening to this are you know next level right riders or cyclists and i'd like to say that you know i know what i'm doing but i definitely wouldn't put myself at some of uh some of those levels and so I was excited to do this and excited to train to be a part of it and, you know what I mean, to, in preparation and whatnot. But uh, after the first two days, I mean, I'm real tired and I'm pushing myself at the second half of the days. But I was going to tell you over dinner, but I held back because I didn't know how in-depth we wanted to get without yeah. sharing it on the podcast. Um, but I think that's kind of the point, right? Like. I'm yeah. excited that it's hard, right? Like mm -hmm. if it were, well, there's a lot of ways you, as Mason, as the architect of the coast to coast, we could have packed the van with five different people. And it's like, once you're tired, hey, let's rotate somebody on the bike. And like, and it would have been a lot easier. I, but I've enjoyed needing to push myself, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a point to me coming all the way out here and like, yeah, it's supposed to be, if it's not hard, it's not fun, right? Yeah. So yes, I definitely think it's been tough, but again, I'm novice, but if it's not hard, then what are we doing, right? Yeah, exactly, man. You know, just for uh, reference, the, the relay, the team relay yeah. record for going across America for, for like a team, like sure. switching off. What, what do you think it is? Oh, I've, I mean, I'd be making something up. Day, or we're talking uh, going across America as Across a team? America, pretty much what we're doing. Uh, 20, 15 days? It's, uh, it's five days. Oh, my God. In like eight hours. Eight hours? Five days and eight hours. Five days. I was kind of... Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah a, couple, a couple thousand miles. Ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. So, so, yeah, that would definitely have been an easier way to do it. But really, this whole trip was kind of a way to involve our our kind of t core team members not core team members don't take that personally if you're out there listening you're not on the trip it was just folks in the team that were cyclists wanted to do this could could do it had the time off all that and also um just kind of as a test of what something like this looks like and just a huge celebration of our expansion out west so uh, when you were able to join i was pretty excited about it because because you're behind the scenes a lot of times with with athletic you're technically don't work for athletic but you uh work really closely with us what's uh w w where did your relationship with us start and, and if you don't mind tell people like what you do sure sure so i mean tech mason's right technically i don't my email isn't athletic brewing it's winstate.com and essentially i do the sports brand marketing for us and i was very lucky to uh come in contact with bill very early on you know still mm -hmm. back when the days when bill was handing out 
beers by himself at the end of five K's and rolling up coolers to the end, whether, whether he had a relationship with the race or not, you know, he's rolling off, handing beers out to the winners. And I was lucky to, to stroll into the brewery when, I mean, it was early. I mean, it was him, John and, you know, Derek who runs e-commerce and, you know, I think it literally has just started that week. Um, and I was just like anybody else that's come in contact with the brand. I was, drawn to the mission that Bill had laid out and the beer, the concept. And really that's the point of what I started at Winstate, which, fo- which focuses on working with brands, but challenger brands is how I put it. You know, I've used to represent ba- brands like Pepsi, Jeep, uh, Time Warner Cable, um, you know, EA Sports, things like that. And I left some of these other agencies specifically to start Winstate to focus on challenger brands. It's just so much more fun. Now we're being creative. We're being nimble. We need to, you know, attack the industry in a uh, completely different way and something with NA beer, I mean, there's nothing more disruptive than what we're doing. You know, we're calling and talking to new sports leagues or properties or races or players or what have you. And, you know, they're needing to go back into their cellar and look up the, you know, AB or Miller Coors deals that they have. They're like, I don't even know if NA is included in this. Like, I don't know because we're creating a whole different runway in the beer landscape for these sports properties, right? And that's been incredibly exciting and it's been really, really fun to work with Bill, but the whole marketing and athletic team to help build out our landscape and continue to uh, widen the circle of who we're talking to and how we're talking to them. Hopefully that's a, you know, broad but yeah. direct answer it was okay it was okay no, man. <laughs> we'll take it yeah, we'll take it no no so now those other clients really ever asked you to hey can you pedal 350 miles for us in the midwest in no, the hottest part of the year <laughs> yeah it doesn't it doesn't come up nearly as much but uh you know anytime we've talked to a, a new new property or new person you know there always comes up the question of uh you know, like how are things, how are things going over there? You know, how's, you know, mm-hmm. this NA category, it's a new thing. And it's just fun. I get excited to just be able to answer it is, well, you know, we're not selling insurance. Like we're not selling dishwashers. It's not hard. You know, when you've yeah. got such a great product that John and Bill brew just by themselves, you know, it kind of, it sells itself. We just got to get it to the right people at the right times. And mm-hmm. with that, you know, it tells itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been able to talk to a lot of people, obviously on this side of, of athletic and, and, and a lot of us are like, huh, non-alcoholic beer. Who would have thought we would ever be here, but here we are right. and it, and it's growing and it's exciting and it's totally new in a lot of ways, just the way we're doing it at least. And, um, trying to constantly have unique projects like this. So I'm sure when you get to talk to athletes, some of the pro athletes, especially that it's, probably maybe the first time anyone's ever reached out to him about something like this and for them it's exciting too to say hey it's not just a you know this stuff is needed but it's not another supplement right. or like an electrolyte drink or just something that's you see a lot of in the sports it's world. not a crowd it, well it wasn't and still isn't really a very crowded space you know they right. don't have a lot of uh and that's that's a big part of just sponsorships in general right which is well you know how many people are in the category uh, and whether the availability or is there a competitor a competition amongst uh, the category for the athlete or the property. Um, and 
it gives us a huge advantage that we've been able to get out there a little bit early and have those conversations with people before that anybody else has even gotten to the table because they don't know how to price it. They don't know how to look at it. How do they cut this up amongst their other brands? Um, and it's been it's been terrific in that respect. And it's been fun to blaze the trail with, you know, Bill and the rest of the athletic team. Yeah. Pretty, pretty timely way to, to meet Bill. I'm sure you've been here so early on. I'm sure you're just kind of blown away with, with how quickly it's grown too. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, except I'm no exception to the, the magic that John did with the, with the beer. I mean, it really is, uh, spectacular. And I think we all, whether you're in e-commerce or you're running the ambassador network or you're brewing the beer, I think everybody's got the same response when someone does the kind of the head tilt and they go, there's, there's no alcohol in that. They go, no, no. And they're like, damn, that's, that's pretty good. You know, <laughs> yeah. everybody loves that feeling. You know what I mean? I love it. You know, I'm not out there on the front line selling it like a lot of these guys are, but everybody I think loves that feeling knowing that, or that, that sense of pride that, you know, people are enjoying this, you know, and yeah. we're, we're doing, we're doing the good work here. Yeah, it, it is. It, there's always that hesitation like, Oh, are they going to like it or not? And it's always that, huh? Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're processing. Where does this fit in my life? All these, all these spots that I could think of. Like, right. I never thought this was an option. Absolutely. So man, so, you know, working with athletes all the time and, you know, kind of being in that world, just, just your, your background, your, your previous positions, sure. did, did you play sports growing up? Um, did, did, were you athletic? Uh, I mean, yes, but you know, I'm trying to say that, <laughs> how do I, how do I say it without coming off as, Oh, you know, I was a professional athlete myself, far from it. I was lucky enough to participate and play across a lot of different sports. You know, um, I think you, you can only, you can only, uh, help, but at, by meeting a lot of athletes and hearing their stories and how focused they are on one sport, I can't help myself by, you know, wanting to kick myself for not just picking one and hoping like maybe, maybe I've got actually a shot. Um, but no, I mean, I, I just like any normal, normal kid growing up, uh, I played a million different sports, right? Football, yeah. wrestling, lacrosse, and, uh, soccer and baseball young and things like that. So I was always spread across so many, um, which I think probably was what brought me to kind of win state and the agency side as well. You know, when you're on the agency side, selfishly, we get to work across every sport. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not pigeonholed. And I was a little intimidated when I got into sport to think, you know, I had friends that worked at the Yankees or the Mets. And I was like, that's a lot of home games. You know, 81 home games is a lot of time to be at the ballpark. I don't care if you love baseball or not. You know, that's a, that's a, that's tough a lot road. of peanuts and cracker you know? jacks. Yeah, right and there. we're lucky. And right now we're designing something where, you know, it's fit for all times. Right. Yeah. And uh, we're finding a lot of great sports, but not just sports, but just outlets that fit, you know, fit athletic. And yeah, it's fun. So, so when for you did did maybe playing sports turn into hey I'd like to maybe pursue a career in this because a lot of kids you know have the dream of playing professional athletes and you might have too, but at some point I think we all realize that I'm not that point zero zero one percent of athletes that's going to make it to yeah. the top. When did that become like a a goal? Uh, I wish I had a more exciting answer other than you know my dad, my brother, my brother-in-law, and basically any, you know, male figure in my family works in some element of banking, you know? So growing okay. up and being the youngest kid, you know, you just, 
that was our dinner conversations, right? That was what people talked about at the dinner table. And I was the youngest. And I mean, how boring could that have been, right? I mean, that <laughs> it was brutal. But I mean, God love them. I love that they love what they do and they're they're passionate about it. And that's terrific. But I think as it, when you grow up in that household, you're driven to do what would really be inspiring. Like what would be fun? What do I enjoy doing? And that's what drove me to... Hey man, I just want to be around the things that I love and I want to be excited to go into the office and I want to do, you know, adventures, but still have this, I was always passionate about, you know, marketing and business because I think I got more of a business side from the, from my family, but, uh, I wanted to mesh that with something that I knew that I was always going to be passionate about, enjoy reading, enjoy following the news, you know, things like that. And that mesh or that blend of sports and business, uh, was sports consulting for me. And that's kind of where I fell into. Was that what you pursued at school in school? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Business and sports, uh, sports management. Um, how was that received on your, uh, by all your banker family members? They, they, they couldn't have been more supportive. You know what I mean? They, they were, they were happy to see me happy, I think is really the, the right answer. Um, but yeah, studied, studied sports and business in school and, you know, got out of school and knew that, you know, I was willing to just, I was a 22 year old kid and I was willing to take any job that I could, whether it was at the Yankees or the, you know, Staten Island Yankees, right? Like all the way from the bottom to the top. And I was lucky enough to uh, come across an agency in Westchester that handled all of Pepsi's uh, sports marketing. It was a real small agency, but they just had a couple real great clients no um, and got my got my foot in the door in there and it was just history from there because we were working across just a it's a terrific brand that's always activating. But now we're doing so much across so many different sports all the time, all the year. And, you know, they always encouraged us to think big because you know, so luckily we were dealing with a big client and they, they wanted, yeah, what did they big. mean by that? Cause I almost feel like you're maybe a little more trapped by such an established client, but was, was it the opposite? Like almost like there was more capability. When we brainstormed in a room, you know, you would never want to say, oh, well, this won't work, but you know, they mm. wanted you to literally pie in the sky. What could we do that would just wow consumers nationwide if we did it? And then really? we'll, that sounds awesome. Right. Yeah. It was good. It was, it was a lot of fun and you'd come up with these elaborate ideas and then we would just continue to refine it until it was actually executable. Right. I mean, one of the best uh, for an example, this was yeah, one of the if cool, you can share an example. No, this I, was, I don't know what's like, you know, you, what you can or can't talk about. So no, you tell no, me no. if we this ever is, reach one of those. I mean, you should be able to still look this up. Uh, it was a terrific campaign. I was telling you about some of the players that we were working with back uh, the other day. So we built a campaign for Pepsi and it was called uh, Field of Dreams is really what we what we called it. And so if you won this contest, so to speak, uh, all of these players that used to play baseball were going to come back and play. And so what you would do is you'd go online and you'd fill out your starting lineup, you know, the outfield all the way in. And they were all retired Hall of Famers. And you'd build your roster and you'd say, oh, God, well, pitching, you know, I want this guy or at first base, I want this guy. And you literally could just that's how we did it. And if you won, this entire roster came and played you and 11 of your friends at a ballpark of your choosing. And so the guy that won was from Rochester, New York. And we flew up to Rochester. And then we flew in 
Oh, Frank Thomas, uh, Wade Boggs, uh, uh, Reggie Jackson. Um, I Mr. Mean, October. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the list continues. Uh, Johnny Bench was our catcher. Um, Dennis Eckers, Eckersley was pitching for us. Uh, Pedro Martinez was there. Uh, it was re- it was awesome. And so the point of this is, I mean, what an elaborate, ridiculous concept to – we're just going to sign all these Hall of Famers and we're going to bring yeah. them all together. And they actually played a baseball game, all of them, at one time against, you know, a, and we filled a stadium, you know, a minor no league baseball kidding. stadium. Who won? Um, I honestly couldn't <laughs> even tell you. Okay. Uh, Eckersley gave up, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, two back-to-back homers off of the team because his arm started to go in the seventh. He was <laughs> literally looking at us in the dugout, <laughs> giving me, giving us the – like. How he, old was he? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he told us before the game started. He said, you know, I can throw, but, you know, what inning are you pulling me? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I can't keep this up. Right. Yeah, and so, no, he was getting laced by the end, poor guy. But he hung in there tough. That is one of the coolest it was cool. it was ideas fun. to pull off. Right. Like getting them to agree to it. Yeah. Come out there, show up, and play. Yeah. I'm trying and, to and like the face the their – because a lot of players might not want to do that, saying I don't want to look – like a chump out there getting getting yeah, hit off they, by this guy and his 11 friends 100% and and they I mean every I think they all knew obviously that it was a little bit of you know tongue in cheek but like yeah. Frank Thomas I remember him wrapping up his uh his arm with uh you know fake tape because he was like you got to pull me out and he was fine he was just like I'm not I'm done you know like I'm going to sit he's sitting the sit in the dugout and drink Gatorade um but yeah that was just trying to a, a fun example where you were thinking big and we actually made it happen it was pretty pretty epic yeah so so coming from that world i could see how i feel like it i feel a lot of that here we're just maybe not as big as pepsi yet but but there's a lot of that kind of pushing the boundaries think big sure here at athletic absolutely What, what what was it like to start working with some of the athletes here because i know it's not you know the big major sports yet it's a lot of the participatory sports like right, like spartan yeah. races and and and, and uh, iron man competitions and uh, the triathlons, triathlons and uh you know to the uh, ocr athletes you know yeah. just a lot of that and was was that you know how, how do you approach just just new sports and new do you have to really learn a lot about it or is it just kind of all uniform the way it works with you well i think we as we've I think we've talked about it before. I mean, I think the, t- the athletes that we've targeted and the ones that we're very lucky to have, I mean, there's actually two two answers to this. One, it's the brand. The brand has done a really terrific job just being who they are, meaning athletic. The ethos that athletic gives off, we've been very fortunate for two athletes to just come to us and actually say, hey uh, – you know, let, let's cut cut to the chase here. I mean, I'm already drinking your stuff on the daily. Like, how do we work together? And there's no better buy-in for that because now we know this person authentically loves the brand, wants to be a part of this, and is going to speak correctly, I guess you could say, uh, when we're not around and we're not feeding them talking uh, talking points. So I think that's one thing that we've just been really fortunate, fortunate about. But then the other piece is I think you're going to find that a lot of our athletes fall within the verticals, like you kind of said, like the participatory angle, um, like our athletes are Spartan athletes, or we've targeted athletes that are a part of the AVP tour, or there's athletes that are 
you know, triathletes like Ben Hoffman, who was another one that was an authentic growth, you know what I mean, that we added on. Um, and you know, I think we've slowly widened that circle, which we've talked about, which is, you know, the, the center of the circle being that core immediate demo, which is healthy, active consumers, right? And we started there. And when we, like we said, I think in the beginning of the podcast, the beer's great right like we yeah. know it's good so i just got to get it to the right people at the right time and so when we you know god help us that we're going to get out of covid soon right but pre-covid a lot of the things that were rather as we talk to the properties that have been affected by covid we tell them look there's just not a lot of make good assets that are going to replace a cold beer on a hot day you know, and mm -hmm. that when you're catching a consumer coming off of a Spartan race on a hot day and they've just feel finished something that they're feeling accomplished about and you throw an athletic brewing in their an ice cold athletic brew run wild in their hand, it just tastes even better if, if that's possible. Oh, you yeah. know, and so I think we've just tried to blend those worlds with our verticals, our participatory, and then our athletes are supporting those same participatory sports that that we're in now and slowly over time as we start to hit new disciplines new sports i think we'll find athletes that help that are a part of our ethos that fit the brand that can help support those verticals absolutely so so you mentioned pre-covid mm. what, what what have you seen with uh the, just the world of sports marketing had some big shifts i i know for you we were talking about this a little bit before for you, you you know, since athletic is a big part of what you do, and, and it's kind of probably parallels to how we're doing is how, how you're also doing. So totally. what have you seen just kind of in that general world, and how do you think this is going to change kind of the way business was done before? Yeah, what an amazing question. Uh, well, I mean, I think there's two schools of thought, which is one, panic. You know what I mean? How, how, how do we react? Where, where's the world going? Because no one's going to go back to the office anymore. Like everyone's thinking that we're going to live on Zoom. And I think we're under the school of thought that sport isn't going anywhere. Uh, I think the passion for sports isn't going anywhere. Um, and I think uh, fans aren't going anywhere. How they consume the game and the sport, maybe that evolves a bit. Uh, but it's not how, it's not going to evolve too quickly you know i think the same sports that we're playing in and the uh, are the right places to be playing in um and i think we're gonna continue to we're able to luckily you know pivot a little bit to make sure that they're continuing to work work for us in the near term but in the long term uh we're gonna stick to the guns which is if we're betting on sport you know what i mean in our our world i think we're going to continue to widen i hate to use the same phrase but continue to widen that circle and bring in more disciplines and then more athletes that are going to fit that so i don't think sports is going anywhere and then it just really on from my side of the table just sports industry or sports marketing in general i mean my viewpoint i wouldn't really be able to help you from the athlete side or the sales side or things like that that are probably suffering but um I've always sat on the brand side of the table from mm -hmm. the consulting side and no surprise, but certain industries are struggling more than others. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. whether it's just airlines or travel or what have you, uh, I mean, those are the ones that are really going to be, you're not going to see advertising near, nearly as much, or they're just not going to be able to 
they're not going to be able to compete with everybody else, uh, the, the yeah. other brands that are already out there because they're all competing for the same spots in your 30-second mm-hmm. ads or your uh, – um, your internet or your social posts and things like that. So I think you are going to start to see some that are going to be rising up and rising down and then people follow the money. So, right. So like you're going to see more athletes supporting those brands and it's almost like a domino effect. Yeah, that's you're right. It's right? just going to adjust to who is doing well through this. And that's the brands that have the money to fill those spots. And sure. so what, 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 what unique opportunities do you think exist for the brands that do exist? I know you kind of touched on that. Do, do you think this is kind of like, Hey, Hey, these airlines can't go. Let's let's take a shot. The unique opportunities for the brands or the unique opportunities that the leagues are now providing to any brand. You know what I mean? Which side of the table? Is it from the brand's point of view or is it from the league's yeah. point of view? A little on both. Um, well, from the league side, obviously, every, I think the NBA has done an amazing job mm-hmm. actually maybe that's a really good example just because it's in the beer category with Michelob ultra owning the virtual fan uh attendance i guess you would call it in the background have you seen those it's really cool it's just wild you know? i really like it actually and they've done a re- i don't even know if this was planned or not but i loved that little wayne was in the front row of that game did you see yeah. that one yeah there was a goat in another seat. Yeah. And people are looking now at the fans and they're seeing who's Trying to in, find... There's they, celebrities popping in and out. There's celebrities. It's free to get on. Yeah. You just enter a lottery is what you do. Right. And then they've got Michelob Ultra, you know, plastered right in the middle of some of that stuff. And so uh, whether it's... But I think that's a good example of place your logo here, you know, and they're able to pay some... I can't imagine what the level of dollars they're having to pay to get to some of that. But I think the innovation that the NBA has put forward where they're living in a bubble, which is too bad, but they've got zero COVID tests and they're creating new assets and deliverables for their partners, you know? Um, so I see it from that way from, uh, from the league uh, standpoint for sure. Um, and then what were you saying from the brands, brand side, right? What are the brands looking for? What were you saying? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of touched on both there. It's like the brand seeing the opportunity, the NBA obviously seeing an opportunity like, hey, you know, we've got this message around social justice. We've got Mm. players that want to play and kind of a kind of an attention vacuum that exists right now for people that just need something to watch. Right. That, who, who have been used to it their whole life and that yeah. don't really have it right now. And, and other other leagues and stuff are starting to pick up. But I really think the NBA was the kind of spearheaded some of that and, and took the biggest kind of gesture to, to make it all happen. I think the NBA has done a really great job of just everything we just talked about, of being more innovative. I mean, it's not – I don't think it's a surprise that they were the ones that add – you know, jersey patches. They mm-hmm. were the ones that had additional branding on the uh, floor apron aprons. Have you seen those on like the players' feet? Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. And now you've got, unfortunately, like the MetLife Stadium. They're not letting anybody, uh, no, no fans are in. So they're putting up those giant tarps, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's all well and good. But I just think clearly the logo recognition and the uh, awareness is going to be a lot more relevant, more relevant in the NBA and how they're looking to integrate partners than, mm-hmm. you know, how the NFL is going to force fit it. Absolutely. You know, well, man, uh, let, let me wrap up with some rapid fire questions Ooh. and uh, you, it doesn't have to be one word. It's just, just one to two sentences. Okay. And then we'll, we'll go from there. What is, and I'm going to try to remember, I don't have my notes in front of me, but I try to remember what I typically ask. Um, what is, what is, what, what is probably your favorite high of the last, 
don't know, since you started Wednesday, what's been a favorite like experience? Kind of like that 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 game that of the retired players, the Hall of Famers. Is there any, any been anything that you're just like that was awesome? I'm glad I've taken this step right. to start my own thing. Oh man, I mean, uh, I've. I need to make it a one one sentence or two cents, but it's definitely, I mean, without a doubt, uh, athletic related, you know, and I don't know if it's one specific moment. I'm sure I could come up with it if I had a little bit more time, but the success of athletic, I just feel like everybody probably feels this way, right? Which is we're all, we're all tied to it and we all take pride in to see it sell as well as it does. And when, but again, I don't know if it's the selling. I think it's more the person's, the individual's reaction when they try the beer for the first time and they go, you know, they're like, you know, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was telling Bill or somebody the other day that I'll, I uh, I like to just drop off six packs at like mm-hmm. friends' houses and just kind of leave them. And I'm like, yeah, throw it in your fridge. Like no, no hard sell. Just leave it yeah. there. And 99% success rate a day or two later, someone texts me and say, hey, don't tell anybody. But this is like really good. I'm drinking this stuff. Like, don't tell anybody that I'm drinking these NAs. And I was like, yeah, they're delicious, right? right. And it's slowly, you know, yeah. taking this effect on the people that just wouldn't think that. Sorry, I mean, that's not the answer yeah. you're looking for. So uh, the next uh, rapid fire question. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, it's kind of more personal. What you have any hobbies that you kind of keep close that people don't really know about you, or you just work your face off all the time? Um. Do I have any hobbies? I mean, just like I'm just kind of a sports nut. I mean, if I gave you a, a hobby, it would is there be... a sport you like that maybe? Sure. Like, I mean, golf, kind of... snowboarding. I mean, golf. I honestly is probably the closest thing I would call my hobby, but I never play. Right? Like, I love the game, but I don't know. I live in Manhattan. I don't know how people in Manhattan get good at golf. Uh, rooftops, just hitting it off rooftop to right. rooftop. Well, I, I mean, you know, there's these simulators. <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's simulators and things, but I find it very hard to get play as consistently as you need to to get good. But yeah. I do love the game when I get to play it. That's awesome. So, so another rapid fire that's relevant to this mm. trip. What's this trip been like for you? It's awesome. I mean, as as grueling as the last two days have been, and the, even the fact that you're holding me up another forty five minutes, so I can't get to sleep. So, yep. so I can, yep. it's because I got another day tomorrow. I'm just kidding. I mean, when are you gonna get this type of opportunity? You know, I was really excited to do this. I mean, I'm biking from the border of Indiana and Illinois all the way to Des Moines. Iowa. I rode over the Mississippi River today. Um, it's been epic. I mean, it really has. Yeah. I've I really, really enjoyed um, pushing myself and seeing this part of the country and being out here. And I feel really fortunate to be one of the 10 people that's been able to do this. I'm yeah. sure there's a laundry list of people that are looking forward to the return and yeah. the return sign up list. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be, we'll, we'll see, you know, yeah, we'll see what next just, year That's on like. you, man. <laughs> yeah. It's probably cool to be on the kind of the athlete side of things now. Like, oh, you know, this is what it's like to get out here and bust your tail all day. Oh, right, right. Yeah. No, I mean, you got you, you and Nick, who's here with us, have just been epic captains driving the ship all i'm here i'm just it's our pleasure man so lastly what i always ask everybody what what does it mean to you to live without compromise Hmm. Uh, to me i think it's picking or deciding on a uh, a destination a goal or just something that's important for you and going for it right and not needing to 
worry about all the other pitfalls or hurdles or speed bumps in the way to be able to get there, right? Um, I wouldn't wouldn't want to have to make compromises to reach those goals. And everybody's got their own, you know. I think that's one of the things we always talk about with the you know the consumers that you come and come in contact with. I mean, everyone always has such a different story on what athletic means to them or how it fits in their life, um, and. I think that's perfect, right? I mean, I think that's what we're talking about, which is their goal is to be a great mom at home or a great dad at home, or um, they want to bike across the country or they want to see the world or they just need to be focused on Wednesday mornings and or Monday mornings and they're discovering an option that allows them to still feel like they're part of the crew and they're socializing, but at the same time, uh, they're having great beers. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. What's better than that, right? Awesome. Well, Chris, man, I've already I'm already over my time limit by five minutes. You got to get to bed and ride a hundred, about a hundred more miles tomorrow, just under, and you're gonna, you know, get the get the baton. That's gonna be a tap handle. It is a tap handle um, to Des Moines, Iowa, and then we carry it on from there. So super. So excited. going to the big city. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, then you go back home. Yeah, All right, man. We well, thanks again for doing this. And uh, yeah, good luck tomorrow. You can learn more about Chris at winstate.com. You can find out more about our coast-to-coast bike relay at our website, athleticbrewing.com, or on our social media. We're posting on that pretty much every day. We're doing updates. And you can find out more about our beer at athleticbrewing.com as well. We have lots of seasonal releases and our flagship beers are always available. Free shipping nationwide on any orders with two six-packs or more.